0: Welcome to the Get to the Point podcast, a podcast for busy women who want to have real conversations about fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but without rambling or wasting time. Let's get to the point. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Get to the Point podcast. This episode is all about avoiding the siren song of specialty foods. This is your host, Leslie Ann, and the reason I wanna talk about this episode is because we are in the middle, we're at the halfway point in June Fat Loss Lifestyle School, and this is something that I think with each round of the program, becomes more and more of an issue. It seems like more and more people are struggling with this. So I wanted to do a podcast episode about it, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this and if it's something that you've struggled with and um, you know, if, if I'm completely off the mark here, I'm curious to know that too. So we're going to talk about specialty foods and how they could be sidetracking you from achieving your weight loss slash fat loss goals. What do I mean by specialty foods? Basically, this is the food that is up and down the aisles in the middle of Whole Foods. It's not the food on the perimeter. It's not the stuff in the produce section or the meat department or the dairy, um, any of that stuff. It's all the stuff in those center aisles. Um, It is, you know, the the snack foods, the prepared foods, the um, things that have lots of marketing buzzwords on the labels. You know what I'm talking about? Like you pick up a package of something and... There are more words about what's not in it than what is in it. So it's got like gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, paleo, keto, vegan, all these buzzwords on it, all right? If you're seeing that on a package, that's what I'm talking about when I say specialty foods. And with the rise in popularity of all these specialty diets like keto and vegan and Whole30 and all this stuff, companies have seen a huge area of opportunity to create products geared towards these consumers, and it is a booming industry. In fact, it's outpacing the growth of the rest of the, the food and grocery industry. The Specialty Food Association, their annual report reported $148 billion in sales in 2018. They now account for about 16% of the total food market, and that is a uh, growing leaps and bounds, and they're expecting to to hit 20% of the overall grocery and food industry very quickly. So there's a lot of money being made by these companies making specialty foods. And this is great in some ways, because For a lot of us who care about our health and eating better, this has given us so many more opportunities. It's made things more convenient that used to be really difficult. I'm talking about things like, um, you know, you can now buy pre-spiralized vegetable noodles. It's kind of a tedious task making zucchini noodles, but you can buy them already spiralized now. Um, You can buy cauliflower already riced. That's another really tedious, messy task that I used to hate doing. Along comes a company that figures out, hey, we'll just sell cauliflower rice. Cool. So I'm not knocking all of these specialty foods and saying that we can't use them and that they can't be incredibly beneficial for us living a fat loss lifestyle, but they can also be a hindrance. And that's what I want to talk about more in this episode today. By the time most women get to our program, by the time they sign up for Fat Loss Lifestyle School, they are typically highly educated and sophisticated and knowledgeable about diets and food, and they've tried everything. Um, just yesterday, I had a conversation with a client who before our program, she did South Beach, Dukan, Keto, um, Atkins like everything. She's done everything and nothing worked for very long. She would gain everything right back. Um, So she's doing great now and, you know, has, is having great success and feels amazing. And, you know, all we really did was get her off these crazy diets. So the point being, that's very typical of the kind of woman that we work with in fat loss lifestyle school. They've tried everything. And what's interesting is that most of their diet, like when they tell us, here's what I've been eating prior to your program, most of it's not actually food. And when I mean food, I'm talking about the the fresh foods that are on the perimeter of the grocery store. Like they're not eating vegetables. They're not eating fruit. They're not eating protein. Uh, they're not eating, you know, I use you know, dairy products loosely, that could be a lot of things, but you know, they're not eating these real whole foods that can spoil within a matter of a couple of days. Most of what they're eating has become specialty foods. They're spending their grocery bill and their daily calorie intake on things like bars and shakes. And here's, here's one of the, the ones we've seen a lot lately is these like flavorings that people dump in their water, where it's some kind of like fizzy, Or flavored supplement and it, you know, has quote unquote vitamins in it and magical superpowers. And it also just makes your water taste like candy. So you want to drink it, right? Um, That's something that's becoming really huge. Can't just drink water anymore. Has to have some kind of specialty fairy dust dumped in it. Um, Low carb wraps or um, high fiber wraps, paleo waffles and muffins, um, all kinds of specialty condiments, you name it. It's more packaged food than it is real food, like the kind of stuff you get at the farmer's market. So with that being said, what tends to happen is they are eating all of these highly processed packaged foods. They might have lots of healthy labels and buzzwords on them, but at the end of the day, They're still causing these women to consume too many calories during the day and or they're also causing them to eat in a way that is making them more hungry, give them more cravings and not give them enough energy to get through the day, which is why they keep eating more and more and more. So they get really frustrated with us the first two weeks of the program because we we start taking all this stuff out and we simplify and we strip down and we just keep it really super basic and we just eat real food. You see us say that all the time on social media. Um, and there's a reason for that, that we teach you in the program. But here's, here's the deal. Here's the first point I wanna make about these specialty foods and, and packaged food in general because food marketers are getting very, very clever and very... Um, convincing at making us believe that their um special high fiber high protein vegetable pasta is the same thing as eating two or three servings of vegetables and it's not packaged food cannot replace real food at least not when we're talking about fat loss like if it's just your goal to you know just eat whatever cool that might work for you But when we're looking at fat loss, you need to understand that there's more going on with food than just how healthy it is. Everything that we do at Fat Loss Lifestyle School in the program is aimed around getting you balanced, hormonally balanced. And the hormones we're talking about here are the hormones that impact your your appetite, your cravings, your energy level, your mood, your sleep. It's it's, um, um, hormones like insulin, cortisol, ghrelin, leptin, Um, glucagon, etc. Okay. And and I'm not saying you you need to go back to Little House on the Prairie and start churning your own butter and making your own almond milk and and that kind of thing. There is a place for convenience foods and packaged foods. Absolutely. But I think it's a slippery slope. And what we're seeing happen over time is that more people are replacing real whole foods with these food-like specialty foods um, that say things on the label that lead us to believe oh, this is the same thing as me eating a salad with protein. No, it's not. An example, just had this conversation this week with one of our clients where she has this pasta. I mean, it's in a green box. It has all the healthy buzzwords on the label, and it's made with lentils and kale and spinach and broccoli, and it even says, you know, equivalent to one serving of vegetables, Wow, well, I'm supposed to eat vegetables to lose fat, so let's get some of the, this pasta, right? And it's got protein? Well, awesome, I'm supposed to eat protein to lose fat. Let's let's eat some pasta. And you have to be really careful because that box of pasta is not gonna have the same impact in your body as an actual uh, chicken breast with a side of broccoli, kale, and spinach. And here is why. When we're talking about fat loss, we we want to be eating in a way that minimizes hunger and cravings. And one of the ways we do that is by eating a high protein, high fiber, high water content diet. And that water part is key. The fiber and the water, this is something a lot of people overlook when they are dieting. They get just consumed with with calories or they get consumed with how healthy they're eating. And they're not thinking about how the body works, how the gut talks to the brain and regulates our our hunger levels, our hunger signals, and our cravings. Okay. When you eat something like a chicken breast with broccoli and kale and spinach, I mean, this would not be a very appetizing meal, it would not be my first choice. I'm not telling you to eat that, but that's gonna have a very different impact on your hunger, energy, cravings, etc., than a bowl of this quote unquote healthy pasta. The other interesting thing is when you look at the nutrition information on the back of this box, my client sent this to me, two ounces which isn't very much. If you've ever weighed two ounces of dried pasta on a food scale, you're going to cry when you see how little it is. It's, I, I, I would bet money that most people, when they make uh pasta at home are eating two to three servings of pasta because one serving, two ounces, what's on the box is nothing. <laughs> so you've got this little tiny portion of pasta and it's 200 calories or like nothing. And it's, 35 grams of carbs, only three grams of fiber which is not much at all considering this is made from lentils which are a very high fiber food. And you know it has some protein in it fine, but at the end of the day this is still a dry starch. It's still pasta. You can you can put whatever label on it you want, but it's still pasta. And by dry starch I mean a starch um, a carbohydrate that has the water removed. You cook it in water, but what do you do when you make pasta? You pour the water down the sink. We want the water in your body. We want the water in your stomach because if you were actually eating the lentils and the vegetables and and the chicken, let's, you know, protein, if you were actually eating that, um, you're getting the stomach filling effects of those whole foods volume wise, that's going to take up much more room in your stomach. And this is part of how your brain gets the signal that you're full and it's time to stop eating it doesn't do that on calories it doesn't do that on how healthy you're eating it does it based on volume and the hunger hormone that is in your stomach that regulates your hunger on an hourly basis throughout the day ghrelin when ghrelin gets low that's what sends the signal to your brain that it's time to eat and when ghrelin is high like you eat a meal part of what stimulates you know that that signal to the brain that we're full and we're done eating it is in response to your stomach increasing. Your stomach stretches when you eat. And that stretch is what you know, that's ghrelin going up, and then that's sending the signal to the brain. Oh, cool, we're full. We've got food in our belly now. We can we can stop eating. We can go for another couple hours. Awesome. And the cool thing about fiber, water, protein altogether, like that plate of chicken, broccoli, kale, spinach, and, you know, we'll throw the lentils in there too, so we get some good carbohydrates, that is going to take a really long time for your body to to break down and to burn and digest. That's slow-burning carbohydrates. It's a lot of protein, a lot of fiber from those vegetables as well, and a lot of work for your digestive system to to break all that down. So that's also part of eating for fat loss is understanding that just because something is um, healthy or, you know, says it's high in protein— If it's a processed food like this, you know, magic pasta, it's not going to act the same way in your body as the real whole food. So this is one thing you want to be watching out for when you are trying to lose weight, lose fat and minimize hunger and cravings, which are like your number one enemies. If you're trying to get into a calorie deficit for fat loss, you want to be thinking more about the whole foods, the real foods versus the packaged specialty, you know, keto, paleo, gluten free, vegan marketing words <laughs> versions of these food foods. And another one, another famous one is cauliflower. Because when when the low carb diet hit uh, craze hit, everyone realized that oh man, cauliflower is low in carbs. It's pretty neutral tasting. We can do a lot with cauliflower. We can grind it, you know, puree it down and make it like mashed potatoes okay, that's fun, let's take it one step further, we can actually squeeze all the water out of it and like make pizza dough with it. We can make cauliflower pizza crust and we can, you know, squeeze all the water out of it and add other things to it and make like cauliflower buns and cauliflower bread and cauliflower wraps. It's not the same thing as cauliflower. All of the the water has been sucked out in order to turn it into bread or pasta or pizza crust. So you're missing the full benefits for fat loss, for hunger and craving control that you would get from the real cauliflower. So I'm sorry, but you know you can't cheat the system. Your body works best. Your body's gonna have an easier time getting in a calorie deficit in, in the least painful way possible if you eat primarily real whole foods, produce section, protein section, outside rings of the grocery store. All right. We're not in the aisles buying um, paleo cauliflower chips and lentil chips and vegetable chips. Those aren't lentils. They aren't cauliflower. They aren't vegetables. They're chips. (laughs) And you're also blowing your grocery bill. That would also be way better spent on produce and some good quality protein versus a bag of lentil chips, which is going to be like six or seven dollars for a couple little servings, high in calories, not terribly satisfying, But, you know, ding, you get your little halo effect because you feel like you're doing something really healthy and virtuous because of all the marketing around it. Because it's, you know, has lentils in it or cauliflower in it. You see what I'm saying? So packaged food. I don't care what all these marketing, you know, people tell you with the, the labels on the package. It cannot replace the real food. Test it out and see for yourself. Eat a couple slices of cauliflower pizza. And let me know how long that keeps your hunger, energy, and cravings in check. Probably not very long. Sit down and eat a bowl of um, real food, like a piece of chicken and uh, a handful of roasted cauliflower and some other vegetables and maybe uh, you know half a cup of lentils. You're going to be stuffed for like three or four hours because that's what real food does in your body. Okay, so that's the first thing you need to understand is that packaged food cannot replace real food. It just can't. The second thing I think these specialty foods are doing to us as consumers, as people who have maybe weight loss goals or fat loss goals, is it's making us focus on the wrong thing. For fat loss, there are only two things that you need to worry about. Number one, a calorie deficit, energy balance, calories in and calories out. Number two is balanced hormones and that's the hormones I talked about earlier. When those are balanced, it is way easier to get in and stay in a calorie deficit. So your body starts tapping that stored energy, the body fat stores on your body, start using that for fuel. Okay. Gotta have those two things. And what a lot of people I think are doing is they're getting focused on solving the wrong problems. They've maybe read too many blog posts. They've um, you know, done too many rounds of, of whole 30 or the keto diet or whatever. And it's kind of got them into this mindset that they need to demonize certain foods. When in actuality, as long as you're consuming them in a calorie deficit and they're not causing an, an imbalance of the hormones that control hunger and cravings and energy, it's probably fine. It's probably not a huge deal if you put you know, a couple tablespoons of actual half and half in your coffee in the morning versus obsessing over finding the one that's Whole30 approved. I mean, it's two tablespoons of coffee creamer, but this is like the number one question we get in the first week of Fat Loss Lifestyle School is, what about my coffee? Well, here's what I put in my coffee, is this okay? Can I put coconut milk in my coffee? Can I put coconut oil in my coffee? Can I put butter in my coffee? You need to get in a calorie deficit. So putting butter in your coffee is probably gonna be sending you in the wrong direction towards getting in a calorie deficit for the day. And you're also missing out on an opportunity to use those calories that you're spending on butter for some real whole nutrient-dense foods. I'm not saying you don't need fats, but I'm gonna say put that fat on some roast vegetables, put that fat in you know some kind of chicken or turkey or whatever, like let's use it to cook some good food. That's gonna be, again, way different than your mug of, of bulletproof keto coffee, okay? So this obsession with demonizing certain foods, whether it's carbs or it's sugar, it's taking our eyes off the mark of of what actually matters for fat loss, and we're spending a lot of time, we're spending a lot of energy, we're spending a lot of money, <laughs> and we're also, um, you know, tying up a lot of emotion into these demonized, unapproved foods like sugar and carbs, etc. You know, thinking that if we consume a drop of sugar, we've done something bad, we've done something wrong. Never mind the fact that that meal of chicken and lentils and, and roasted veggies was great for your energy levels and you you powered through the afternoon and didn't have any cravings and you didn't get hungry once. You know, you are obsessed with the fact that the, that the barbecue sauce that you used had molasses in it. Oh no. <laughs> in fat loss lifestyle school, here's our priority. Our priority is that you can make this lifestyle sustainable, that you want to eat real whole foods, that you want to eat... Protein and and vegetables and those complex carbohydrates, um, the whole food carbohydrates like lentils and beans and squash and potatoes and oats and things like that. Okay, and the way to make these taste good sometimes is to maybe marinade that piece of protein in a marinade with, yeah, maybe that maybe there's a tablespoon of honey in it or a tablespoon of maple syrup in it. But in the grand scheme of things and the fact that this marinade is mostly gonna be going down the drain, you're gonna actually eat that piece of chicken because of that delicious marinade that you put on it. So you see what I'm saying? You're obsessing and beating yourself up over the fact that there was a tablespoon of sugar in the marinade for this pound or two pounds of chicken that you're making versus celebrating the fact that, wow, this chicken tastes really good. And when I eat this, I feel really good. And it keeps me full for a long time. And, oh, wow, I'm actually starting to see some muscle definition now that I actually enjoy eating protein. So this is a much smarter way to think about food versus demonizing it and getting caught up in good and bad and wanting to get a gold sticker for eating perfectly every week. No one's giving out gold stickers. And you're probably making fat loss way harder than it has to be by obsessing over these things like, um, sugar and dairy and carbs and, um, oh no, what kind of oil is in the mayonnaise? I'm going to buy an $8 jar of mayonnaise because it's made with avocado oil and that makes it healthy and that makes it okay. And I can, you know, use this mayonnaise now because it's sanctioned keto or Whole30. And I'm telling you, mayonnaise is a pretty calorie dense food. You can eat mayonnaise, that's fine. But I'm betting that a hundred calories would be better spent in other places Unless like you just need mayonnaise to be happy in life, then that's cool. Like, let's get some mayonnaise in your diet. But um, the example here is that you, you still got to be looking at the calories, not looking at how much virtue is in this food based on the labels, okay? The calories still matter. And this is really interesting to watch in the first couple of weeks of Fat Loss Lifestyle School when we're helping, you know, to, to teach these ladies how to build a meal that's going to balance their hormones and we're not telling them to, to obsess about things like sugar or, um, you know, carbs and and things like that. We're more focused on, let's get the protein up, let's get the fiber up, let's get the water up, and how did this meal work for you? Was it satisfying? If it wasn't, would it help if we added a tablespoon of uh, goat cheese to that salad? All right, then let's try that. Would it help if we added a sprinkle of grated Parmesan on that roasted broccoli? Would that make you more likely to eat that plate of, 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 you know, fat loss friendly food? then let's put a tablespoon of Parmesan cheese on the broccoli and let's move on, okay? (laughs) This, you're gonna be so much more successful, you're not gonna hate your life, you're gonna be able to sustain the way that you eat and still get tons of really nutritious, beneficial foods in your body when you're focused on the big rocks, like calorie deficit and eating quality foods to keep your hormones balanced in the right quantities. When you focus on those two big rocks, and stop worrying about the minutia of sugar and carbs and you know all the things that these these diets tell us are bad and wrong and they're gonna kill us. Yeah, well, they're probably not. And I'm I'm just really heartbroken seeing how so many women are beating themselves up for these things that are not issues and they're they're just bouncing from one diet to the next and never feeling successful because all they're focused on is what they can't have, what's bad, what they should cut out. And, you know, they end up just filling their bodies and filling their grocery cards with all these little specialty foods that some guru on Instagram or wherever has told them like, well, that's okay. Cause that's keto. Oh, and by the way, I'm an affiliate. So use my code and you'll get 10% off. <laughs> that's another thing you need to think about. I didn't even think about that when I sat down to write, you know, my outline for this podcast, but Part of also what's driving this is you guys, so many of these healthy living uh, or, you know, diet influencers have arrangements with these specialty food companies and they're getting a percentage of the profits. They're getting a kickback from promoting these foods to you. So of course they're going to tell you that, you know, this protein powder is the best. It's made with this many servings of vegetables and it's basically like drinking a salad. No, no. Becky. It's not the same as drinking a salad. So do not spend $50 on Becky's special greens powder that is keto friendly to get your vegetable servings in. Eat the actual vegetables and save yourself the money. Spend it at the grocery store and don't fill Becky's pocket with the um, influencer or affiliate commission that she's going to get from selling you that, that you know tub of crap. All right. It's crazy town. This is common sense stuff. We know, you know, that you need to eat real food. And you know, when you eat it, you feel so much better. So let's maybe next time we go to the grocery store, take a really honest look at what's in our cart. And if most of what's in your cart could go bad within like, you know, three to four days, I think you're probably doing something right. I think you're doing a lot right. Right. But if everything's in packages and everything's in bags and everything has marketing buzzwords all over it and your grocery bill to feed one or two people is $200, you might be getting sucked in to the siren song of specialty foods. Let me know what you think about this episode, guys. I would love to continue this discussion on social media or email or wherever you want to reach out. You can find us on Instagram at Fat Loss Lifestyle School. Would love to hear from you. Hey, if you loved this episode, screenshot it, post it on the gram and tag me or it didn't happen. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.